and welcome to episode 89 of the Covenant Live Marketing Podcast. What I have learned is that doing live video definitely pays off because people can see who you really are. When you write a blog post, they can read your words, but they don't get your tone of voice. They don't, they don't necessarily truly feel that they know you. Where if you're going live, whether it be on a podcast or whether it be on live video, they get so much more because they get your tone of voice. And when you're doing a live video, they can actually see your expression and they can see that you talk with your hands like I just did a second ago. They can sense your passion for what it is you're talking about so they know how much you care. Hello, my name's Ian Anderson Gray. And in this episode of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast, I'm joined by the fabulous and wonderful Rhonda Peterson. We're going to be talking about how live video can help you host awesome virtual workshops. Now, Rhonda would admit she has not been doing that much in the world of live streaming, but a lot of what she's learned from live streaming and working with me has allowed her to raise her game and be really, really much more professional with her virtual workshops. And so that's what we're going to be sharing about today, how you can learn from the world of live streaming to raise your game in virtual workshops and basically just doing all the stuff that you've been doing all year on Zoom and the like. So I can't wait to be sharing this episode with you. Let's get on with it. Oh, but first. Looks like it's time for something completely nutty. How live video can help you post some virtual workshops. How live video help you host awesome virtual workshops. We've got Rhonda Peterson on the show today. Rhonda Peterson, our live video can help you host awesome virtual workshops. This is the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray, helping entrepreneurs level up their impact, authority, and profits through the power of live video. Gain confidence in front of the camera, confidence with technology, and confidence with the content and marketing. Together, we can go live! Hello and welcome to episode 89 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. My name's Ian Anderson-Gray and in today's show we're going to be talking about how live video can help you host virtual workshops. This is really exciting because I think through the power of live video you might not be wanting to actually do a regular live show but you might want to raise your game when it comes to getting in front of the camera, producing virtual events, you might have found that this year, 2020, that you've been on Zoom or other platforms rather a lot this year, and you're wanting to make things look a little bit more exciting and interesting. And so Rhonda is fabulous. I've worked with Rhonda many times. We're good friends, and I'm just really looking forward to uh, chatting with Rhonda about all of that today. But first, it is time to bring in my first sponsor of today, who is the wonderful Content 10X. Content 10X are awesome. They have been sponsoring the show right from the start. And they are basically the complete content repurposing suite or, or people. They are awesome. They will take that one live stream or blog post or podcast 
and explode it into a plethora of new platform-specific on-brand content. And if they don't do it for you, then of course they can teach you how to do it yourself. I see so many people missing out on this. They, they go live, they produce this content, but then they, they just leave it to kind of, I don't know, fester and, or, or die. <laughs> and we don't want that. We want all that effort that you put into that to be used in other ways. So as I do on this show, this, this live show becomes a podcast, a blog post, social media images as well. And so they will teach you how to do that through their podcast, their blog, their book and toolkit. Guess what? They are actually practicing what they preach. They're actually doing that content repurposing themselves. They're, they're really smart. I mean, Amy is a good friend of mine who is the founder of, of Content 10X, but I know the team well there. They're really responsive, creative and effective. And if you want to take the stress out of content marketing, Content 10X are the people you want to go to. They've also got a service called LinkedIn 10X. So if you are wanting to raise your game on LinkedIn, all you need to do is create that one piece of content and then they will then take that and create lots of other content on LinkedIn so that you can really raise your game there, which is fabulous. Wonderful. Okay. Well, just a few things before I bring in Rhonda. As always, if you want to be notified for next time, next time I go live. So if you're listening to the podcast or watching the replay and you feel that you've missed out, all you need to do is go to confident.live forward slash subscribe. It even rhymes. How awesome is that? And if you are in the UK, you can also text in. You can uh, text subscribe using SMS. So just text the word confident to 07723. 361790. I will be getting a US number at some point in the future. Awesome. Right. It's time to bring in Rhonda. Rhonda Peterson guides financial professionals to discover the return on energy, ROE. I'm going to have to ask her about that for hire, ROI. Uh, using her custom coaching framework, her clients gain higher profits, have greater impact, and enjoy life more by connecting to the energizers that at that are at their core. Rhonda, <laughs> welcome to the show. Thanks, Ian. It's always good to be greeted by applause. That's awesome. It is. Well, I think we need that more than ever at the moment. Wouldn't you agree? We, I agree. We, we, we need a bit of that. And uh, Absolutely. So, <laughs> so I, had, I had to do that. Well, th thank you, Rhonda, for, for coming. I, I've got some just some people watching live. Uh, so we, we have Melissa watching who says, Hi, Rhonda. It's great to see you. And Melissa, hope you're doing well. And Rebecca Cunningham is watching on LinkedIn who says, Oh my gosh, I love your open. So thank you very much. We do try and do some cool things on the show. But yeah, it's great to have you here, Rhonda. So I asked you this before, but for podcast listeners who, who didn't hear this, where are you dialing in from today? I am dialing in from Columbus, Ohio. That's the center of the state. It we is. We are in the somewhat eastern part of the U.S. Yeah, but a bit, but a bit north, <laughs> as we were saying before. <laughs> yes. Somewhere, somewhere <laughs> yes. there, somewhere there. That's great. Right well, off the Great Lakes. We'll just phrase it that way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it kind of a... It, it makes me slightly sad because we were actually going to be visiting Canada just north of the lakes. And well, we were going to go to Toronto and then go around there. And yeah, something happened. I don't quite know what that was this year, but uh, <laughs> less said about that, the better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> True that. Yes, exactly. Yes. So we've, I, I can't remember how long we've known each other for, Rhonda. It feels like at least a couple of years. Can you remember how we, how we met? Because actually, this is shock horror. 
we haven't actually met in person. How, I mean, that makes me sad. I know. It makes me sad, too, because we kind of we just were ships passing in the night, I believe, from the standpoint of social media marketing world. The one year that I went was the year you apparently didn't. So that was poor timing on my part. Really, seriously. Um, <laughs> and I believe <laughs> I believe that we met through a mastermind group with Kelly Botter. I that's think that's right. how we met that, way back right. in the day. Maybe. Maybe five years ago? Has it been five years? I don't think it's been that long. I don't, well, I, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Maybe but yes. four. Maybe four. So, yeah. So, Ke- Kelly Bard has been on the show. She's great. And, yeah, we were in a mastermind together. And so, we we had the pleasure of, of hanging out with you. And uh, we've worked together. And I've, uh, ju- yeah, you're just uh, one of my favorite people. We, we always have well, thank a you. bit of a laugh together, which is great. But, and, but, <laughs> but unfortunately, we, we haven't. We haven't spoken for for a while, and that's that's really bad. So actually, it's, it's ridiculous. It's taken bringing you onto the show for us to chat, but that's that's no bad thing, I suppose. <laughs> well, so, sometimes yeah. it happens. So tell me a little bit yes. more about what what you do. So there were a few acronyms in there. We were uh, talking about uh, there was ROI, but there's this which I think all of us will probably know: return on investment. But I've not Correct. really come across ROE, return on energy, and it kind of makes sense to me. But could you maybe? Go into that a little bit more about what that is and how you help your clients. Return on energy is how I phrase the fact that if you're doing things that you're engaged in, you're energized by them. So if you're working in your strengths, you're energized by that. And so I help my clients identify and move into the things that energize them because when they do that, they can make a much bigger impact. And when they're making that bigger impact, they have higher profitability. So it just becomes a virtuous circle once they do that. And I help them do that through, I have actually a an energy audit that I have them do. And actually, we could offer that to your audience if you want to do that. That'd be great. As well, okay, as well as just a lot of self-awareness exercises. Because a lot of us, when we are... You know, we get deep into the work that we're doing and we just start rolling on it. And sometimes we don't even recognize the places where we're getting off track. So I help my folks in the finance world really get focused on the self-awareness to be able to be at their best and then bring a team around them that can round them out, so to speak. That's really interesting. And I think actually there's so many of us that haven't done that deep work and they haven't really worked out what energizes them and what they should be working on. And that's why I think we all need you. We need we need that help. I know you work with primarily with people in the financial industry, but I think when it comes to live video, we need to do that deep work first. We need to work out who we are and, and who our audience is and, and where we get our energy from before you press that go live button because, yeah, otherwise you're going to have some problems. And so that's something I always advocate. True. So. Maybe we can have you back on the show and we can talk about that because I think that would be a really interesting topic. But but today we're we're going to be talking about partly your journey with live video and what you've (laughs) learned and how you've been able to take that into creating and hosting better virtual events. But I have to ask you this question first. Can you remember your first live video experience and how did it go? I believe my first live video experience, Ian, was probably in the mastermind group 
that I joined that you were doing. And I did it under duress. <laughs> because that's one of the reasons. <laughs> that's one of the reasons why I did the group was so that I would force myself to put myself out there in live video because that's not what I jump up and down about doing. And I was nervous as I'll get out, but I survived it because I'm here to talk about it. And I learned a lot of things by doing the first couple. My video experiences have been very sporadic. I'm, I'm on a lot of video with groups of people because, you know, being in masterminds with people from around the world and doing that through, a lot of that was through Zoom. So it's not like I wasn't on video, but being the person that other people are watching and I can't see them and we can't interact, that's a totally different animal. And that, that was, I was very anxious when I did that in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, thank thank you for sharing that with, (laughs) I I think that that is so important with most of my guests on the show. When I ask them that question, they talk about the first few uh, live video shows or, you know, experiences that they've had of being very, very nervous. And actually some uh, have shared with me that they still get nervous today. I still get nervous even today doing that. And I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. It, it depends on how you, what you do with those nerves. Do you channel that into excitement? Uh, so it's, it's really about turning that maybe a negative energy into a positive energy. So I, yeah. I think that's really helpful. So it's, would you say that you, since then, you haven't, would it be fair to say that you haven't been doing regular live video broadcasts? (laughs) Much to your dismay, Ian, yes, that would be true. (laughs) I do not do live video on like my LinkedIn feed or Facebook. I, I, that's not where my live video is. I do live video in doing virtual workshops in yes. being in Facebook groups, or not Facebook, groups, sorry, in uh, a mastermind where we're on Zoom or a platform of that kind. Yeah. yeah. I think that's really important because obviously on the show, I talk about the merits and the power of d- doing live video. And I, t- I truly believe that. And I truly believe that, you know, pretty much all business owners out there can get so much power from live video. But it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. And, and it's not been your focus, you know, particularly this year of 2020, you've been focusing on, you know, those virtual events. And that's not necessarily traditional live video broadcasting, but it kind of still is. It's you getting in front of the camera. You are still uh, speaking live. So if you are watching and listening and you haven't done much in the way of live video and you're feeling guilty, then don't, don't feel guilty because Rhonda is here to share her experiences and what she's learned from the, the, I would probably be fair to say the small amount of live video that you've done, but you've certainly, we've worked together and, and you were in a mastermind that I hosted and you learned a lot mm-hmm. from that. And so that's what we're going to be talk, talking about today, which is which is great. So I'd love to know if you're watching live or the replay, let me know what you think. Have you avoided live video, but maybe you are doing a lot of live events and what is, what is it that you want to improve upon? Is it just your your set, your live video set? Is it your messaging? There are loads and loads of things that we can talk about uh, today. So my question, my next question to you, Rhonda, is what have you learned from doing the live video? And how does this, how has that actually helped you when it comes to hosting some awesome virtual events? The first thing that I remember learning from you, Ian, and I'm still practicing it, I practice it every time, is look at the camera, 
not at the people that are on the screen down below. Because obviously, we want to make eye contact with those people that we're having the conversation with. And so you're automatically trying to look at them. The problem is, that's not where you're making eye contact with them. And that makes a huge difference. It's you have to really reset your mindset to look into the webcam as opposed to looking at the screen. So that that's the first thing. The second thing is trust that you know your content. Ongoing practice to really lean into that. But you know you're you know what it is you're supposed to be talking about. So, you know, three bullet points is plenty. Really, you'll be able to talk about it. It's it's just letting go and allowing yourself and you're allowing your mind to take care of knowing what you want to talk about. That's so true. So when when you have done live video, what was going through your mind just before you went live? You know, because I think what you've <laughs> just said then is so true. Trust in what is it that you said, you know, trust in what you you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. trust in yeah, knowing your content, you you know that. To be honest with you, what's what's there are two things going through my mind. Please let the tech be working the way it needs to. That's another thing where you just have to let go and trust it. And the second thing is kind of breathing deeply and letting go so that your brain can allow you to keep those things front of mind as opposed to the um, fear taking over. Um, that makes sense. And I think the other thing that I find really helpful is having one of these, a run of show, or just just like the oh. points, put them somewhere so that you, because right. I don't know about you, Rhonda, but my brain goes to mush. You know, I just like, I I, I actually went live a couple of weeks ago. I, I dropped my son at school and then I went on a walk. And I thought, I'm going to go live. I'm going to share three points. And I had them on my head and I was really proud of myself. I pressed the go live button. I got to my second points. I was on fire. And then I forgot what my third point was. <laughs> you know, <so> <laughs> that would happen to me too. Yeah. Yes, I usually have them posted behind my uh, webcam. See, I have to talk with my hands. It works better that way for me. But I usually have them posted behind my webcam, the points. And when I do a virtual workshop, I have a PowerPoint that I'm doing. So, you know, you have that in the background that you can refer to. But the trick is to trust that you know, as you say, with your run of show, you've got an outline that you're working from. You're not, you don't have everything scripted out. So, from the beginning to the end. So true. Yeah. So true. So <clears throat> Melissa says, I get the jitters online. I love that. <laughs> the jitters. Maybe explain what you mean by that. Do you, do you kind of like, ah, is it kind of like that? I think that's probably a good. <laughs> or, and uh, does it, do you feel like this? <laughs> I had to press that button. Sorry. I, I, the, yeah. What can I say? But yeah, do, do, do you feel like that? <laughs> Going back to what you said before, and, and this is the whole thing of looking at through the camera, not at yourself. And it's not that we're yes. being narcissistic. It's, you know, it's just that I think as human beings, we are hardwired to look at another human being, even if that happens to be ourselves. But this is obviously not going to help podcast listeners. But I just thought maybe we could actually look at our computer screens and not at the webcam and see what it looks like. So I'm going to look at my, look at my, look at you. And uh, it, if you're watching this at the moment, how does that make you feel? Rhonda, say something as you look at look at the screen. I really am so engaged with, I love the tree that you have behind you, Ian. That's just so fresh and it looks so inviting. 
Yeah, and real there. <laughs> thank you very much. Well, let's let's look back at the camera. So obviously, if you're listening to the podcast, that okay. you you will that will not help at all. But you can go look at the video. But just suffice to say, it does not look like we're engaging at all with you, the viewer. And it it looks actually, I, I don't know what you think, Rhonda, but I think it looks quite insincere. When you were talking about uh, my plant behind, I didn't believe you. <laughs> so, okay, well, uh, there you go. <laughs> so, no, it's, it's all right. So Melissa asks a great question. Would a teleprompter help? And that's, it's something that I've avoided, actually, uh, because um, for some reason, I just thought, well, teleprompters, most people use teleprompters for a script. And what we don't want on live video is to, for you to have a script. If I was to read exactly what was on my screen, then I would sound like this and that would not be very good. So I, I think where a teleprompter can help is if you have bullet points. And actually, I do. I'm using a teleprompter at the moment. So I've got a little remote control here, oh, and I'm uh, I'm pushing it up and down. But I've only I only got this about a, a month ago. So this is a, a new thing. This is a, an iPad. So I've got my iPad, and it reflects it onto a kind of mirror, and a, well, not a mirror. It's kind of a piece of glass, and then it the camera is behind that. So you can do that, but you know, I, I think this is where sometimes tech can get in the way, and it can be another excuse for you not to go live. And so sometimes I think we just need to go and press that go live button. And I think you've probably had that experience too. You needed to give it, uh, be shoved a little bit in the live video uh, department, didn't you, Rhonda? Yes, this is very true. That's yeah. why being part of a group where everybody had to do certain things at certain times, you know, exactly. we, we don't want to, we don't want to disappoint the other people that are, we're in the group with. That, that's the yeah. accountability part of it. Absolutely. So, mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and that reminds me, I mentioned this uh, on Tuesday of the show that I'm going to be launching a course in November. So if you're listening to the podcast, the event will probably have passed by then, but I'll be doing some events in 2021. The idea is to do this four times every year. This is called Launch Your Live, and it's all about how to launch your Facebook Live show. But it's got a community because the, the first week I'm going to be drip feeding the, the content, all, all the all the stuff that you, basically everything that you need to know about live, Facebook Live and launching a live video show. But the second week is all about doing, practicing that. And it's not just about the theory. I mean, I think you would agree with us, Rhonda. If it was just the theory, if you just learned everything and not actually press the go live button, would that have helped you? No, because no. I can learn all day long, but if I don't actually do it, it never comes to fruition. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that, that I completely agree with that. So, thank, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So, if you want to find out more, if you want to sign up for that, there's I've got a waiting list. If you go to iag.me forward slash lyl, that's short for launch your live. So, it's iag.me forward slash lyl, and you can find out more about that. But anyway, enough of that. Let's talk <laughs> about messaging, knowing what you want to say and trusting your message. This is something that you talk, talked about. This is something that you, uh, obviously, you help your, your clients with. But how, how does learning about how to, to go live help you with virtual events when it comes to the whole area of messaging? One of the things that really helped me was getting, re getting really clear and concise on what I was going to say. I can go, I mean, I could do three paragraphs about a topic if I'm writing it. But when I 
have to get ready to go live, I better make that pretty concise in my notes about it. And that's so if you bullet that out and just have those bullets, you're thinking through ahead of time what it is you want to say. And it helps you get clear on your messaging so that you can put it out there in a way that works not only for you, but so that your audience, you're speaking in their language. That mm. helps a lot. Yeah, uh, that, that, that makes makes so much sense. So I think it's so important to do that deep work to begin with, but then practice with Facebook Live because there's nothing quite like a Facebook Live or any kind of live video to focus your attention on, you know, get, I mean, for all the live shows that I do, I know that I'm, go I'm going live today at this time. It's a little bit easier when I have a guest. I still need to do some preparation, obviously, because I need to know uh, what we're talking about and ask you questions. <laughs> but, yes. but even still, I have to do that preparation. And if I hadn't scheduled that in in advance, I probably wouldn't do it. So it's a great way of focusing that mind. Let's, let's talk about confidence. Now, I know some people are just oozing confidence. I had Chris Ducker on the show and he admitted he's a confident guy. But I know that not everyone is and we all have our struggles, I think, sometimes with confidence. How does doing training and, and learning about live video and actually doing live video help with boosting our confidence? And how did it help you? Well, one of the things that I understand about doing something that's new for you is that you're going to be you're going to feel incompetent the first time you do it. So if you understand that, okay, I'm not going to feel super confident the first time, but that doesn't mean I shouldn't try it. And that the more I do it, the more confidence I'm going to gain. It's, it's like any new skill that you, you start, you have to practice it before you become confident in it. I'm willing to bet that even Chris Ducker or Brene Brown or Simon Sinek, the first time they went live, the first time they spoke in front of an audience, they were not the most super confident person on the face of the earth because none of us are. That's just that's just how we're wired, that when we do something new, it takes us a while to get to be very competent in the skill that we're learning. So let's try it the first time and say, I'm going to keep working at it until I feel confident because you have to remember what is the purpose for why you're doing this? It's not just because Ian said I need to do it. It's because Ian said, if we do this, we can build the messaging and reach our target audience with serving them with what the message we have for them. I okay, love excuse that. me, I'll get off the soapbox no, now. <laughs> no, that's so, that's so true because there, there is an end goal there. It's not doing live video for live video's sake or doing anything for, the, for that sake. It, it's actually, what is the goal? But you, you you may start really kind of lacking in confidence and it, you might have some disasters along the way. I'm sure we could share some disaster stories. You know, and I've I've shared this on the show before, you know, go back to iag.me forward slash one and look at the first video I did for the show. And that and that wasn't my first ever live video, but you can hopefully see the how I've improved over the times, how I've become more confident. It's a journey, and that's what we talk about on the show. So, yeah, don't worry about that. Now, actually, uh, so Melissa actually says, so um, definitely on the wait list. That's awesome, Melissa. But she says, introvert is me. I would describe myself as an introvert. I think you would describe yourself as an extrovert. Uh, Rhonda, would you say? <laughs> yes, I would definitely yeah. describe myself as an extrovert. 
But you see, that, so this is interesting because I don't think that has anything to do with confidence. I think you can be an extrovert who is lacking in confidence. You can be an introvert who's lacking in confidence. So I think confidence, introvert, extrovert, and also shyness and boldness, they're all actually different things. There probably have, there are probably some correlations there. But um, I, I actually know introverts and extroverts who struggle with confidence right at the start of when they do live. So yeah, uh, and Melissa also says stop procrastinating. Yes, procrastination is the is the killer. Now, I don't know what you think about this, Rhonda, but I, I I happen to believe that live video is the perfect antidote to procrastinate to perfectionism and procrastination. Because if you schedule your live video, say for example, Rhonda, you schedule your video for next Tuesday at two o'clock. You're going to have to do it, aren't you? And is it going to be I perfect? I would, because I look like an idiot if I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Maybe there we go. It's a strong word, but but I would, but I would go back on my word if I yeah. didn't do what I said I was going to do. Yeah. Then you lose credibility. Don't want to do that. Exactly. So, so obviously, you need to do that preparation and know, and obviously write down what it is that you're going to be sharing on your live, on your live video, and. Be be prepared for things to go wrong, but you know, if things go wrong, if you do look a bit like an idiot and you fall off your chair, that actually <laughs> isn't the worst thing in the world because it just brings a bit of humanity to it. Uh, as long as you are sharing True. your expertise, that's that's the main thing. So that brings me on to your favorite topic, Rhonda, and that is the world of technology. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being slightly sarcastic. Oh, yeah, absolutely, Ian. <laughs> so, yeah, technology, obviously, with live video and you know anything online, virtual conferences. I mean, this year, so many people who aren't that technical have had to get to grips with Zoom. I, I teach uh, singing on a Saturday at the Royal Northern College of Music. I still do a bit of that these days. And we, we're having to do a lot of it online using Zoom. And my wife is teaching her students at, uh, at college on Zoom. We're all having to do that. And we're having to grapple with that technology. What have you learned when you were learning how to do live video? And how has that helped you with what you're doing now? First of all, one of the things that I just want to praise you about, Ian, is the fact that you don't have to have every bell and whistle in order to go live. To to say that you can do that just using your phone and probably using your phone is probably the simplest way you can do it. For some of us, we think, oh, no, we have to have everything. You know, we have to have I have to have a web webcam and I have to have the headset and I have to have this and that. But you don't have to have all that to go live. I have learned that for me, it's better if I have a webcam and a monitor that are separate from my laptop. That's just how it works best for me. But I've also learned that there are other ways that you can do it. And to have a fallback, that the simpler way is better if you're going to, when you're thinking about your fallbacks that you're going to have, and because you know, you always have to have the what, what if situation for when you're going live, and especially if you're doing a workshop. So, yeah. Yeah. So, when you're doing a workshop, what is, is there anything that you've learned that has just raised your game slightly? You've, you've talked about. You've learned that using a separate webcam and a monitor and all that kind of thing. Is there anything that you, you've learned that has raised your game? One of the things that I've learned, and I wish I had it, that I could just put, you know, hold, my, hold it up in my hand, but to have a clicker 
so that I can control my slides and to be thoughtful of, and also side trick if you're using if you're using Zoom for your presentation to have a second computer set up so that you can watch the chat because one of the downfalls of Zoom is that if you are sharing your screen, you can't see the chat rolling and that is it makes life more interesting. We'll phrase it that way. <laughs> <laughs> The folks at Zoom are thanking me for making that comment. But, you know, that's one of those things where just to know that. And the other most important thing of all is if you are going to be doing a virtual workshop, practice first. Always practice it first because invariably something's going to go crazy. And if you've practiced it first, then you've gotten that first initial jitters and nervousness out of the way. So that's, to me, a very important part to find a way to get a practice run in. Really, really helpful comments there, Rhonda, because yeah, so first of all, get if you can get a second monitor, that's going to really help. You can uh, put the, the chat on, on the other page or uh, sorry, on the other page, on the other monitor. Uh, and yeah. you, can have, you can have your presentation on one. And, and I think that's that's just really good. You know, whether you're going to be doing a live video show and or, or presentation on Zoom, it's just, it's good to be able to do that. But you don't have to, you know, if you're just getting started, just keep it simple, as, as you said, Rhonda. And yes, right. practice, practice, practice. It's so important to have those checklists in place. If you want to know more about the checklists. the checklists that I use, there's earlier episode. If you go to iag.me forward slash podcast, you'll be able to find the episode on checklists. It's time to bring in my next sponsor. And this is quite apt, Rhonda, because we were talking about technology. This is a, a tech solution that is going to help you. Now, this is not necessarily for people who are just starting out and are going to really worried about all the technology. But once you've got a few live videos under your belt, you can definitely check out Restream. Restream is an awesome platform that allows you to stream to more than one platform at the same time. And that's what I'm using with this show today. I'm not just broadcasting to Facebook, but I'm also broadcasting to YouTube, to Twitch, LinkedIn Live, Oh my goodness, there are so many destinations. And in fact, with Restream, you can stream to over 30 different destinations at once. I think that might be a little bit overkill going to 30, <laughs> but you've got the choice there. And they are trusted by lots of big names there, including IBM, LinkedIn, and Microsoft. Now, I did say uh, it, if you're first starting off, you might not want to think about multi-streaming, but they have a, a reasonably new service called Restream Studio. And this is great for people who don't really like to grapple with the tech. This allows you to go live from the comfort of your browser. So you can go live directly from your browser, share your camera and your microphone. You can put graphics on the screen and videos and do some really cool things. You can actually do your own virtual event directly from Restream Studio. And you can have up to 10 people on screen. So that's yourself and nine guests. The thing I love about Restream is the fact that not only can you multiply your views and broadcast to all those different destinations at the same time, but most importantly, you can engage with your community. You can see people commenting on LinkedIn and YouTube and Facebook. Back in the day when multi-streaming was in its infancy, you couldn't, the problem was there was this fragmentation of the comments. It was really difficult to see all the comments from all those different places. Now you can with Restream Studio, which is awesome. 
As well as that, they've got a scheduler that allows you to stream your pre-recorded videos live. And you've got the analytics feature, which allows you to, to see how your live videos have been doing and to see when the, the view account went up, when it went down, and you can really learn from that and improve things. Mm -hmm. So if you want to find out more, all you need to do is go to iag.me forward slash restream. They've got a free plan and they've got some awesome paid plans as well. And I thank you, Restream, for sponsoring the show. You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Fabulous. That's Restream. So Rhonda, let's let's talk about let's talk about what else that you have learned over over the years of dabbling in live video. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great, that is a great description, Ian. Dabbling <laughs> is what I've done. What I have learned is that doing live video definitely pays off because people can see who you really are. When you write a blog post, they, they can read your words, but they don't get your tone of voice. They don't necessarily truly feel that they know you where if you're going live, whether it be on a podcast or whether it be on live video, they get so much more because they get your tone of voice. And when you're doing a live video, they can actually see your expression and they can see that you talk with your hands like I just did a second ago. And they can sense your passion for what it is you're talking about. So they know how much you care. And once they know how much you care about it, it's going to draw them in. It's that authenticity and, and connection point that video does that there's no other medium that does it. Yeah, I would agree with you. And this is, we're not saying that video is everything that you shouldn't be blogging. But I mean, I, I totally see the power in blogging. Blogging changed my life. It really has. And But I think you're right, Rhonda, that they can't, they, there's something missing. They can't really see you. They can't see your mannerisms. They can't see your quirks. So I had Loria <laughs> Petrucci on the show. We, she was, we were talking about le uh, leaning into your flaws and that can be a little bit scary. She was uh, she was talking about the fact that she dances at the beginning of her videos. I can't I can't imagine myself doing that. But she was saying, "Well, Ian, why don't you do a bit more singing? I do singing on my podcast, but yeah, le lean into into what makes you you." And this is something that you mentioned when we were talking be before we, we we broadcast when we were talking about the, the topic uh, via email. You were talking about one of the things that you've learned is just the whole idea of being you, being yourself. And you mentioned authenticity. What did it, how has doing live video helped you with that? And have you got any, any tips for people watching and listening, how they can just be themselves when it comes to live video? Because it can, can be a bit scary. That's very true. I think one of the things for me that helps me do um, better at being myself on live video is first of all, having practiced and done it, the more you get comfortable in front of the camera, the more you're, you are willing to more fully be yourself because the camera kind of goes away at that point in time. I think also if for me personally, it helps to have somebody else I'm having a conversation with because I'm somebody who responds to what the person's saying to me. And I relax a lot more when there's somebody else in the conversation. And the other thing I think that we need to be willing to do is recognize that even if we're in a professional situation, that doesn't mean that we can't show who we are. That doesn't mean that we can't, you know, laugh a little bit or smile or, you know, kind of engage the audience by sharing something personal. 
like the fact that I have four grandchildren and um, they're going to be doing trick or treating in in a safe way, whatever that is. Fortunately, I'm the Nana, so I don't have to worry about what safe looks like. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was wondering where but, you, you know, were going with that. <laughs> what are you saying, Rhonda? So that's and Ian, that's a great example of being me because rabbit trails are one of my strengths. So, you know, <laughs> that which does make life interesting on a live video with me. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes those rabbit trails can lead to somewhere really exciting. I mean, you know, think of Alice in Wonderland. If she hadn't gone into the rabbit hole, she wouldn't have had the, the rest of her adventures. So, I mean, obviously you, you want to have a structure and you want to kind of sometimes you need to come, well, most of the time you're going to want to come back to <laughs> the main topic. But but yeah, you want to have yes. some flexibility with that. And that's why I think scripts are just not a good idea or one of the reasons why scripts aren't a great idea. So I, I love right. that. I think that is so important. I think, you know, we, we need to get out of our corporate identity and actually just be be ourselves. Yes, be professional, but I, and I think live video helps that. Once you've got the confidence with the tech, definitely. So Melissa agrees, yeah, practice first and be true to yourself. And yeah, I, I think that is so true. And the only way really is, is by, by practicing. So um, thank you, Rhonda. Well, I think we're, we're pretty much at the end. Was, was there anything else you, you wanted to share? Anything else that you've learned in your live video experience that's helped you? I think one of the things, the last thing I want to leave people with is what we just did. Laughter is so freeing when you're doing your live video you can be communicating unless of course you're dealing with something that has to do with a very serious medical condition or something like that but if we're talking about the things that you and i talk about ian laughter can help ease the nerves and it also can help engage with the other people that you're talking with through the live video and to not be afraid of that, to not think you have to be super serious, but to be fully yourself and show up authentically using laughter and being comfortable and not taking yourself too seriously when you're doing the video. I would agree with you. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, but it's very true. Very true. Don't take yourself too seriously. Oh, you can have so much fun with all these sound effects. I need to play with these a little bit more. We've got Glockenspiel here. We've got a triangle. Lovely. And uh, yeah, some other ones. But I, anyway, enough of that. Well, thank you so much, Rhonda. Now, you did mention, I think you said there was some audit that you had. Is, is there a place that you can direct people to to find out yes. more about that? Yes. Actually, if they, they can either go to my website or connect to me on LinkedIn. Because if they connect to me on LinkedIn and mention that they heard me on the Confident Live marketing show, um, I will send them that through LinkedIn. That is awesome. Well, just search for Rhonda Peterson. That is R-H-O-N-D-A and then Peterson, just as you spell Peterson. So, I mean, your, your name is very easy. So, <laughs> so definitely do thing. that, connect, but do send do send a personalized request on LinkedIn. We've talked about this before uh, when I had Louise Brogan on the show. It's good to do that. And feel free to connect with me as well, but to do check out my LinkedIn profile. I have a special code word that you need to find. Um, so there we go. It's very, very super secret. So thank you so much. Uh, Melissa says, thank you and good to see you both. It's been great to have uh, you commenting, Melissa. Uh, really appreciate that. So uh, yeah, yes. if you want to find out more about Rhonda, Rhonda Peterson, 
Com, I think is the name that of your website. And uh, mm-hmm. you can also search for, for Rhonda and connect on LinkedIn, which I think is your favorite, uh, your place on socials. That is my place on the socials. You are correct. And actually, if they go to Rhonda Peterson Coach, they'll go directly to me as opposed to, I thought there was only one Rhonda Peterson in the world, but there are more than one. So to find me, Rhonda Peterson Coach, and I'll be there. Okay. Awesome. That is that is fabulous, wonderful. Well, we're almost at an end. Thank you so much for listening or watching. This show goes live every Tuesday and Thursday, except for next week, because actually next week I'm doing something very exciting on the Tuesday and Wednesday. I am producing the event, uh, the, the live part of Janet Murray's 2021 Sorted. So definitely check that out. If you haven't bought tickets for Janet's event, you can go to janetmurray.co.uk and do and do that. And I'm really excited about that. We've got some fabulous speakers there and I'm doing some really cool things with the event. So that is why I'm not going to be doing a show on Tuesday, but I will be here next Thursday. As always, you can get notified for future episodes at confident.live forward slash subscribe. And don't forget the podcast at iag.me forward slash podcast. And uh, if you haven't subscribed, you should do that. It's very, very, very good and very fun. And you'll miss out on the theme song that I do every single episode. So I have to think about what theme song to do for you, Rhonda. What, what's your favorite genre of music? Oh, wow. That is a hard question because I have so many. Oh, eclectic I, taste. Yes, very eclectic taste. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I, you can let me know next time. I'll think about that. You'll have a I'll think have an about answer that. for you the next time. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. That'll be great. Well, that's the end of the show. Thank you so much. Until next time, I encourage you to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Be sure to join the community at iag.me, where you can continue to level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo. Some virtual workshop.